All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the May I Have a Word podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gustavo Montes, coming to you live from solitary confinement in Los Angeles. We are coming to you in the 19th day of self-quarantine. How are you? What is going on, people? What is happening in your neck of the woods? How is everybody doing? Well, I am still in self-quarantine. However, we do have a major breaking news development from the last time we spoke. And that, my friends, is I got the results. The results are in, ladies and gentlemen. Maury may have the envelope. Uh, So they gave me a call. Uh, Ironically, the very next day, the very next morning, I got a phone call from the lovely doctors at uh, Providence St. John's in Santa Monica. And they proceeded to tell me that I am negative, negative, negative results, no coronavirus for me. However, <laughs> however, the doctor told me this and I hand on a stack of Bibles. The doctor tells me you're negative. However, we do strongly recommend that you continue to self-quarantine just in case your your results were inaccurate. Yep. <laughs> you heard that right. They literally told me continue to self-quarantine because my results may be inaccurate. Yes. So I am now, I guess, supposed to continue to self-quarantine for some time. Don't know how longer, but yes, continue to self-quarantine because my results may be inaccurate. So there's a possibility I got a false negative. So uh, the self-quarantine and the isolation continues. No freedom for me. So I continue to sit here and just watch the world do the exact same thing that I'm doing and, uh, well, what they should be doing, what they should be doing. Let's see. Has much changed since we last got together? No, there are still jackasses out there who will not sit at home. I mean, come on people. It better be some extreme reason why you are refusing to stay at home. If you are not an essential worker. All right. These United States, too many privileged peeps running around. Too many privileged peeps. All of you people need to be very lucky that our president is not Rodrigo Duterte. Duterte. I think that's how you pronounce it. Do not get mad at me. He is the president of the Philippines. And if you're not familiar with him, you may want to Google who that is. Because he is not only the president of the Philippines, but he is the man that today, or yesterday, he did it yesterday, he ordered shoot to kill. You heard that right. He ordered shoot to kill, or the way he said it was shoot them dead. Uh, it, it, It sounds the same to me. He ordered that from his military and his police departments. If anybody is out not adhering to the quarantine rules, breaking the quarantine rules, he would like the military to shoot them dead. 
Like, dude, if that doesn't get you motivated to sit your ass at home, because literally your life hangs in the balance, then I don't know what will. I mean, here, we'll never see that. We'll never have that. This would break into a revolution of catastrophic proportions if that ever happened here. I mean, look, let's be real here. The president would love to do the shoot to kill law in certain parts of the country, you know, but uh, to do that nationwide, that is insane. And that is what's going on in the Philippines right now. That is the level of insanity that the pandemic has brought us. You know, it's shoot to kill. That's insane. Crazy. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at with this thing. And here on the home front, it's getting better. People, a lot more people are starting to take it a little bit more seriously. Uh, 40 states, 40 have now done safer at home uh, orders to do with their citizens of their prospective states, which now means that only 10 states, 10 states in the union uh, believe that they're immune and that the coronavirus will not get them. So 10 states uh, still think it's cool to go out and do whatever the hell you want. Um, I came on here Tuesday and I said that uh, I, I was very proud of Arizona for doing the safer at home order because they had not done it yet. And uh, I was very disappointed because they had one of the first cases in the country and their, uh, their senior citizen population is very, very large there. All the snowbirds, there's a big, big, big population of elderly people within the state of Arizona. And for them to not be taken as serious as, you know, us in California, New York, and other places around the country was really, really disappointing. But, you know, late Monday night, the governor says, hey, we're doing safer at home. Beautiful. Great. Awesome. Then Tuesday evening comes, Wednesday morning comes, and we get the details of this governor's supposed safer at home laws. This jackass, the governor of Arizona, has deemed golf and hair salons as essential. That is correct. The governor of Arizona says that golfing is an essential activity. Oh, my God. And he said that hair salons and nail salons are essential as well. Oh, my God. And they say we're vain in Los Angeles. They say we're vain out here. But yet Arizona, they got to get the French manicures, the French tips, baby. They got to make sure they get the blow dries or the, what are they called? Uh, you know, like um, whatever the hell the blow drying spots are. Wow. I don't get that. I don't get that. But, you know, hey, he's the governor. He can do whatever the hell he wants. The citizens wanted him. They got it. So, you know, um, I hope that that works out well for you people there. And uh, good luck to you. Good luck to you. Um, but. I will give the title of dumbest governor to somebody else, not the governor of Arizona. I will give that to Governor Kemp, who is of Georgia. The reason why I'm going to give the dumbass award 
to Governor Kemp of Georgia is because this governor literally came out because he issued a safer at home order, I think, on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. He issued a safer at home uh, order. And during the news conference, he actually admitted on live television that he had found out 24 hours prior that he did not know that asymptomatic people could spread coronavirus. He did not know that. And I'm like, dude, that's one thing you may want to keep to yourself there, chief. Just, I mean, just, I just kind of, you know, that's my wacky idea about that. You may want to keep those things to yourself, dude. Like what the hell is wrong with you? I thought it was an April Fool's joke. I thought it was an April Fool's joke when, like, when he said it. I was like, oh, wow, you got me good on that one. And then he was like, nope. Nope. No, it's, it, even though the news conference took place on April Fool's, it was not a joke. He was serious that, oh, I didn't know that asymptomatic people could still spread it. Oh, Jesus. God help us all. God help us all. Speaking of April Fool's, did anybody get pranked? Did anybody do any pranks? Anything? No? All right. Um, <clears throat> I I tried one. I did. I did, you know, because, you know, I wanted to liven up the mood a little bit or whatever. Um, <laughs> I copied a, a picture of a sonogram off of Google and uh, and I sent it to <laughs> I sent it to a few friends and I was all like, well, this sucks. And uh, yeah, they they were like, no. Yeah, no, that's not yours. And I'm like, wow, all right. Thanks for the faith. And they were like, yeah, no. One of them was all like, yeah, dude, you haven't gotten laid in a long time. So no, that's not yours. And, uh, and then um, one of my friends started grilling the hell out of me. Like, why, like, why isn't the name on the, on, the, on the sonogram? There needs to be a name on the sonogram. How many months is that? That baby looks like it's five months. So, you know, uh, who were who you with then? Who is it? And it starts just grilling me. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. I, another friend of mine was like, yeah, no, that's not funny. Um, uh, I did see a great prank. I saw a great prank that a dad did. This one's going kind of viral. Uh, a dad was videotaping his three daughters. And they're all in the front yard. And they're all, like, dressed up. They got their backpacks on. And they all look, like, miserable. The dad pranked them into believing that um, that they had to go back to school. So they're literally waiting out front with their school gear and everything. And while they're all standing there, the dad's like, hey, um, hey, guys, what's today's date? And like the three sisters are like standing there. They're like, it's April 1st. Why? And he just like lets them like marinate that date like in their head a little bit. And then all of a sudden, one of them, light, you know, light bulb. And they just uh, oh my god, I can't believe you. And they all get, come back in the house all pissed. But that was funny. That was a great prank. I think a lot of people played that prank. You know, like, hey man, you know, they, they made the announcement overnight. You got to go back to school. And, um, and so, yeah, so uh, that was funny. That was a real good prank right there. Especially their reactions of the three girls. That was funny. Um, this is not a prank. This is not a joke right here. So... With the whole world coming to a standstill and everything, a lot of factories, a lot of things, a lot of, a lot of uh, businesses, excuse me, a lot of businesses kind of 
went dark. <laughs> this is a true thing. I'm not making this up right here. There is going to be a shortage of condoms for the next few months. I'm not making this up. The largest condom maker in the world that is uh, uh, the company that makes uh, Durex condoms, they had to sh- uh, shut down, cease, whatever you want to call it, operations because they were in an area that was infected. They were in a region of the world that was infected, so they had to shut down. So they uh, there's a company in Thailand, I think, a company in Thailand that is stepping up and going to produce, I think they said 1.5 billion condoms, like immediately they're starting it. Cause I guess that this part of Thailand is nowhere near, um, as bad as the area where Durex was being made in Malaysia. So, um, they're kind of stepping up to the plate and going to take care of this for the meanwhile, but they did say that there's going to be about a 50% shortage of condoms in the next few months. And so I was just like, I was like, man, that is, that really sucks. But Hey, if they're lucky like me, they won't be having sex for a long time. So, you know, it's a win-win, right? It's a win-win. You know, they could be lucky like me and not be having sex for a long time. Really, really lucky. Yep. Yeah. So anyways, speaking of, you know, hooking up, how's, you know, I kind of touched about this on the last episode. How's the dating going? Huh? I'm seeing all these people, you know, they still, you know, still want to do that. I wonder how apps like Tinder are going because Tinder, uh, Bumble, Grindr, those are like hookup apps, and I don't want to hear anything from anybody. Oh, it's a dating app. No, whatever, dude. You spit a couple lines, you know, then you throw it out there. Hey, you want to meet up? Cool. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Don't got to worry about the plan B pill, and then there you go. You're on your way. Those are hookup sites. Those, like, those are hookup apps. You're not going to change my mind on that. You're not going to. I know that people have found love on that and good on you. I'm happy for you, but you are like the 5% of the audience. There's 95% of the audience that is just there for the loving and that's it. So I don't need to hear anything else. I do not need to hear a change in that or whatever. That's like when people tell me that high school sweethearts work out. I'm like, no, they don't. They do not. But I've known my husband since high school or whatever. Yeah, well, you know... You sound miserable most of the time there, Mary. So, uh, but no, there, like, I'm kind of like wondering how, how it is for the, those crowds where it's like, you know, you get instant results. We, unfortunately, as a society are used to instant results and, you know, getting them right when we want them, baby. Snap, snap, snap. There we go. Which, once again, I hold the challenge out there. If you can find my profile on any dating app, I'll give you $100. Nice, crisp Benjamin with your name on it. I mean, I'm sure that people would be having to, you know, pass the time doing those things on the apps because I'm sure that that's all people are doing right now or just the only thing you can do is talk unless you're a reckless, you know, rebel and you're driving over to the houses and hooking up. Just keep in mind, better hang on to those condoms. 
I'm going to be running out soon. Well, I haven't been on the apps dating or talking or anything like that. How I've been passing my time is I'm probably late to the party on this one, but I discovered The Weeknd's new album. All right? I discovered The Weeknd's new album, and let me tell you, that is one of the best albums I've heard in a long time. Long time. It's a great album. Such a great album. Right now, Blinding Lights is numero uno. Spanish for number one. That's on my top top list right now. I'm blasting Blinding Lights all day, every day. I'm having dance parties in my room. I'm kind of looking like Richard Simmons at some point. Just dancing there, man. Just jumping up and dancing. It's a great song. It's a great track. I'm telling you, it's a great track. The music video is awesome. I love the music video. I kind of don't get it, but it's cool. It's good. The beat to it is phenomenal. Phenomenal. And this guy's voice, The Weeknd, look, this may be controversial what I'm about to say, but The Weeknd, in my humble opinion, The Weeknd is going to be the closest thing as as a vocal artist that I think we have to Michael Jackson as we'll ever get. I think that vocally, The Weeknd is going to be the closest thing that we will ever hear to Michael Jackson. The guy's just got range for days. He's got range for days. And the guy knows how to... I mean, he he can do it all. Guy's a great performer. Guy's a great performer. He's a great actor. Great actor. I, I highly, highly recommend that everybody go out and watch Uncut Gems. If you guys have not watched Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, you guys need to go do that. You guys need to go do that. Find it on the streaming service. Find it wherever the hell you can. Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler, Julia Fox, The Weeknd, and Kevin Garnett. Solid cast. Solid writing. It's a great film. Loved that film. And The Weeknd, he's a monster of an artist. Monster of an artist, man. The guy guy can do it all. He can act, he can sing, he can entertain. And a nice guy as well. Pretty nice guy. Pretty nice guy. So, other than dancing... Other than dancing and doing all that good stuff. Because, you know, I know how to cut up a rug. All right. Anybody that doesn't believe me, challenge me and we'll dance. Figuratively and literally. All right. That's what we'll do. But. Been. uh, Been over here. Just uh, not doing too much binge TV watching or anything like that. Not really. Um, I, I watched, uh, self-made, self-made the story of Madam CJ Walker on Netflix. That was a great show. That was a great, great show, man. Awesome. Great. Uh, Octavia Spencer, Tiffany Haddish, Blair Underwood. Uh, great. Just great show, man. I loved it. It was a great show. Um, but, um, I'm, thinking about getting into Ozark. I'm thinking about starting that one. I've heard nothing but great things about Ozark, just from top to bottom about how it is. And you know, hey, I love me some Jason Bateman. 
Jason Bateman's one hell of an actor. He's awesome. And he's a he's a fellow Dodger fan. Fellow Dodger fan. So I got to give him, you know, the points for that. Got to support him on that level. Uh, we're members of Dodger Nation together. So, hey, I'm going to support a fellow guy in blue. So that's what is, uh, that's on my front as far as TV goes. Uh, I like to watch, you know, certain films that are older if they're great. If they're great to me. Like Ocean's Eleven. Uh, with uh, with no with Clooney Pritt, uh, Pritt. Clooney Pitt Damon, um, uh, that film right there, Ocean's Eleven. That one, I love that film. I love that film so much. You know, it's one of those few films that I'm like, if it's if it's not on commercial TV, because I hate watching films on like TNT and stuff like that with commercials. Uh, like it just takes it out of me for it. But if it's like on HBO or, you know, whatever, one of those uh, film channels, I'm going to stop and I'm going to watch it. And I, uh, you know, was watching that the other day and uh, <clears throat> and I just really enjoy films like that. I really do. So I've been watching things like that instead of what everybody else in the world is watching. And we all know what that is. That stupid show about the homosexual meth smoker tiger king like literally everybody's losing their minds on this show and i'm just sitting here and i'm like why why like what like um what uh one of my really good friends she posted something about it and i responded back to her i'm like is is it really that that good of a show and she was like oh my god it's amazing it's great and i'm like but I kind of already know the gist of it. It's a it's a gay man who smokes meth, but yet somehow, some way, he gets straight men to marry him, and multiple straight men to marry him, and then some lady fed her husband to tigers. So I don't. Uh, I don't know how it is. And then apparently this is old because the dude, that Tiger King guy is in prison right now. He's in prison. So I'm like, all right. So I'm like, I, I think I got the gist of the show. So nothing's going to be a surprise to me. It's not calling my attention. It honestly is not calling my attention. There's memes galore. I don't think I've ever seen a meme this glorified. This show, this glorified in memes like this before i don't think i've ever seen just a phenomenon like this before and i'll tell you what netflix needs to find the guy that ate the bat that started the coronavirus or covid19 whichever one you want to call it netflix needs to find the guy that started this pandemic and they need to like put that guy in the payroll for life Because if it wasn't for this pandemic, Tiger King would not be at the level of popularity that it is. Guaranteed. I guarantee it that Tiger King would not be this popular. Nowhere near. They just caught lightning in a bottle and that was it. That was that. Because... March Madness was going on, supposed to be going on. Let's talk about the things that are supposed to be going on right now, all right? March Madness. The NBA playoffs 
we're supposed to be a few weeks away. You got Major League Baseball. You've got Coachella was supposed to be going on, followed by Stagecoach. You're supposed to having a lot of great films coming out. And the beginning of summer concert lineups, we're going to be hitting it. So, there was a lot of things that would be, that were supposed to be going on that would have put Tiger King in like, oh, hey, did you guys see that? No, I haven't seen it yet. All right, cool. You know, so I'm, I'm not sold on it. I'm not. I'm not sold on it. And who knows? I mean, I may watch it or whatever, but I'm always late to the party when it comes to that. I'm always late to the party. Always late to the party. And it's because I was late to the party with Breaking Bad. Literally, I think I saw the first episode of Breaking Bad maybe like four years after it ended. And I only saw it because of Netflix. It was on Netflix. And I had some time at home. I was going to be home for, for like a few weeks. And, uh, and so I just started binge watching Breaking Bad. And it ended up being one of the, my, my, my favorite shows of all time. I think it's like my, like arguably my second favorite show of all time. Right behind Entourage, because Entourage is my number one overall draft pick when it comes to TV show. Entourage, hands down, my favorite television show of all time. One of my goals uh, for the podcast is to get uh, Doug Allen, the creator, along with uh, some of the cast members. That is my, that's one of my many goals that I have for the podcast is to get uh, Doug Allen um, on and then some of the cast members as well. That would be so sweet. That'd be awesome. Be freaking just so cool to be having those guys on. Um, and then uh, we would... And then I came on the scene late... Speaking of shows that I came on late was Stranger Things. Stranger Things was a what like was a show that I watched the very first episode. Uh, I think it was last September. I want to say, yeah i i I think I came on last September to Stranger Things, which there were three seasons in already. There were three seasons in. So I'm, you know, I like, like when it comes to television shows and things like that, I'm always late on the curve. I'm always behind the curve on those shows, except for Entourage. Entourage was the only show that, uh, that I pretty much was watching from the beginning. I missed the first season, but then I, but then I gained my traction in the second season, uh, midway through the, through the second season is when I started watching it religiously. Like, I had to watch the first season, then it was going into the second season. So, uh, But Entourage and Breaking Bad, two of my all-time favorite shows. Uh, I'm into Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul is one hell of a spinoff. It's almost, almost as good as Breaking Bad. It's not there yet, but I have a feeling with with the direction that they're going in, in, in Better Call Saul, it's going to be just as good as Breaking Bad. So that's my humble opinion about those. Um but no Tiger King, no Tiger King, but it's just such a polarizing show right now, man, such a polarizing show that I do not understand how it can be, but it's gotten the attention of everybody around the world. It really has, including, including one Orenthal James Simpson. 
or you know him as O.J. Simpson. Yeah, that's right. The guy that killed two white people in Brentwood and got away with it. A black guy, no less. I mean, come on now. That's that's an amazing feat within itself, I'll tell you that much. But, uh, yeah, O.J. came out and like he couldn't believe it he actually was not a fan of the show but he was just talking about he was talking about that woman carol uh killing her husband and and uh you know having the tigers eat him and uh and how he was certain that you know that carol did kill 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 her husband and she's walking free or whatever and i'm like well isn't that kettle calling the pot black i was like dude if anybody knows about getting rid of it of some evidence it's you. Yeah, over there, like, you know, Carol killed her husband and she's still walking around free. I'm like, bro, you, uh, dude, you're the George Washington of that, all right? You are the creator of disposing of evidence. And, yeah, dude, it was just... Just hysterical just to watch OJ there talking about a woman who got off, who got away with murder. And I'm like, bro, I think this is your cue to stop talking. But, you know, hey, he, he, yeah, say whatever you will, dude. The only part, the only thing of my USC, University of Southern California, that I'm utterly embarrassed about every time that I'm down there at the university and if I'm at Heritage Hall, which is where we have all the trophies and everything, because O.J. Simpson won the Heisman Trophy back in the 60s, right? Back in the late 60s, 70s. He won the Heisman Trophy, which those of you familiar not with that award, it goes to the top collegiate football player every year. And O.J. Simpson won it. The school still has his Heisman Trophy front and center there. And it just... It makes me sick that they still have it there. It does. It it just sickens me that they still have it. And it's upsetting. It's upsetting that they still have it there. When Reggie Bush, who didn't do a damn thing near what he did, but, you know, he accepted some money, the university distanced themselves from him and they removed his Heisman Trophy and they removed every image of Reggie from the university. But yet OJ still got his awards up there, still has his jersey hanging up in the rafters, but not Reggie. Reggie, no. Uh Uh-uh. The greatest collegiate running back of all time and nope, does not get the recognition and honor that he deserves. But OJ, oh, let's keep him on there. Oh, Jesus. OJ, former number one overall draft pick, who ended up cutting two people's heads off right before he boarded a plane. Oh, Jesus. Speaking of the NFL, speaking of the NFL number one draft, uh, the NFL has announced that they are going to be moving forward with the draft at the end of the month. Um, they, they had this big, awesome awesome plan that they were going to be doing in Vegas. They were going to have the draft of the NFL draft in Vegas. Not only is that cool right there, they were going to do it in the fountains at the Bellagio. Now, how awesome is that? That to me would have been really, really cool to have been doing it in the fountains of the Bellagio. That's really cool. 
Um, but they've scrapped that. It's no longer happening, obviously, the pandemic and everything like that. But they're still moving forward with the draft. They're going to be doing it some sort of, uh, uh, I mean, more details are obviously going to come out. But I'm pretty sure all, you know, video uh, conferencing and just some sort of a way that's going to allow them to have cameras set up in, in everyone's living room and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting to see how the NFL is going to do that. But I'm sure that details are going to be coming out here very shortly, considering the fact that the draft is about two, three weeks away. And I honestly am for it. I'm for the NFL doing the draft because we need we need a break. We haven't had any sport. We've been watching the repeat of sports for the last month, maybe month and a half. We have seen just you know classics just repeated over and over and over and over and over on every major sports platform. So for this, this will be a nice a nice thing for for people a switch change it up and give people something to be happy about something to be able to look and be positive about give families out there that may be struggling something to smile about something to be happy for you know if you're a great fan of one of your teams and they get a great draft pick you're going to be happy about it you are no, maybe there's a family out there that's got a prospect that one of their family members could possibly get drafted and they're in need of some good news. Anything's possible when it comes to the world of sports. So this is something where I personally believe the NFL is going to do a good job. I personally think that the NFL is doing a good thing. They're doing a they're doing a smart thing by doing it, by moving forward with it. And. You know, it's going to give us something different to talk about in the sports world. It's going to give us a lot more things to look forward to. Because up until before the NFL announced this, we weren't looking forward to anything anytime soon. But this kind of accelerates that in the sense of like, oh, man, you know, uh, the Chargers just just drafted a quarterback. Man, I wonder how he's going to do. Man, I can't wait to see him out there at practice for the first time. Oh, man, I can't wait to see what kind of this player is going to grow into. Things like that. And, you know, oh, like who's going to go number one overall? It gives us something to look forward to for the immediate future. It, it You know, it keeps our minds off of that, hey, you know, just yesterday it was the deadliest day in the United States as far as coronavirus goes. Over a thousand people died. So the draft will give us something different. And it'll make us look forward to something good in the immediate future. So I'm all for that. I'm on board with it. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure, I'm 100% sure that that opinion is going to be split down the middle. People are going to agree with it, and there are people going to be, it's insensitive, it's this, it's that. By what the projections have been saying about the coronavirus pandemic, we will be hitting the peak of deaths 
and cases the week of the NFL draft. So I pray to God that we hit it before that. But, you know, we need to move forward with something because we as Americans can no longer sit around and look at the TV and see that 1,200 people died a day, 1,300 people died a day, 1,500 people died a day. We can no longer be doing that. So unfortunately, if we're there the day of the NFL draft and it's like, hey, we've lost 2,500 people today and it's barely 4 o'clock on the East Coast with many more to come, it's like, look, we're still going to have to move forward with it. We're not getting out of this pandemic anytime soon, people. We're not. So we need to make the best of a terrible situation. And by allowing us to have different different opinions about things that aren't related to the coronavirus, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Let's bring it on. I would love to sit there and argue with somebody. Obviously, it's going to be like, you know, over Facebook or something about how my draft pick, my team's draft pick, like my draft pick, like I'm the one doing it, my team's draft pick was better than their team's draft pick. Instead of sitting there saying, hey, man, you know, how you doing, man? Are you unemployed as well? No, it's going to give us something different to talk about. So that's why I am on board with it. I I support it a thousand percent. I'm all for it. Because I'll tell you one thing. With the way that everything's going, days are starting to mush together, man. They are. Dude, I'm in my 19th day of quarantine. 19th? 18th or 19th? I don't really know. The other day, literally the other day, I thought it was Tuesday. I thought it was Tuesday until 5 p.m. on Wednesday. The entire day, I thought it was Tuesday. I thought it was Tuesday all day until 5 o'clock. And then, I, and then I looked at my phone and it said Wednesday. And I was like, no. I was like, this can't be. I literally thought that my phone was frozen or something. I thought that I was looking at a screen grab from another week or like last week. It was terrible. Terrible. But the days, as I said, the days are starting to mush together and everything. And, and I do need to go out. I do need, I'm dying to go out. I actually went outside to my car. I walked out to my car and I sat in my car. Yes, I wore a mask and I did all that. I did all that. I don't need to hear anybody like, oh, well, I hope you were wearing protection. You know, because... My car hadn't been started in a, in you know in a few days, so I needed to make sure that it was still going good. And you know, but I just I just I don't like wearing the mask outside. I don't. I don't like having to wear gloves and a mask. I'm not trying to go out looking like Bane. 
Now, if I had Bane's body size, then of course, yeah, I wouldn't mind looking like Bane. Wouldn't mind. But I don't. I lost all the gains, so I cannot be Bane. Which, speaking of Batman, I saw Batman Forever. That was one of the classic ones that I'm telling you about. Batman Forever, and let me tell you something. Jim Carrey as the Joker, one of the most underrated villains in DC or any comic book type films, one of the most underrated villains. Jim Carrey played that role amazing. He played it great. He, I mean, come on now. Anybody that's going to argue that with me, stand up. Let's go toe-to-toe, because I will argue that one. Jim Carrey as the Joker, one of the best. Or no, not not the Joker. What the hell am I talking about? Oh, God, not the Joker. Jesus. This is how crazy I am, people. The Riddler. Jim Carrey as the Riddler. The Riddler, the Riddler. I don't need anyone blowing me up right now. Oh, you said he was the Joker, moron. No, the Riddler. The Riddler. Yes. But Jim Carrey as the Riddler, one of the one of the most underrated villains in like comic book lore. So, which I was always curious. I was always kind of worried that Christopher Nolan was going to um put the Riddler in into one of the films, and I was worried about that. I was worried because I knew that Christopher Nolan was going to bring a Riddler into the game of his franchise. And just, I mean, you know, there were rumors once, there was a rumor once that Johnny Depp was going to play the Riddler. And I was like, dude, if he gets Johnny Depp to play the Riddler, yeah, that's going to blow Jim Carrey's performance out of the water. So I was like, I was like, I was kind of worried about that, but he didn't. So I'm like, all right, cool. But, um, you know, for that, Jim Carrey deserves his credit as playing an incredible, credible character. Which, from that film, by the way, from Batman Forever, let me tell you something. Kiss from a Rose by Seal is an awesome song. That track from Seal is great. I don't care what anybody says. Kiss from a Rose, you listen to that song, and let me tell you what. You slow dance with a nice you know, lady or guy, whichever one you prefer. You slow dance with your significant other. Then you are going to end that song, my friend, not on your feet, if you know what I'm saying. Let me tell you what, that song right there, oh yeah. It's a great, great track. Love that song. Love Kiss from a Rose. I got that in my 5,000 song library that I am getting very, very well acclimated with again into my iTunes because I'm getting well acclimated with a lot of different things within, you know, my reserves of films, music, uh, magazines and everything like that, all books. I don't have that that big of a book collection because um, I never really had one. Like I had a lot of uh, instructional books like uh, like uh, uh, Sid Field. Excuse me. Sid Field uh, is a. Uh, he was like a screenwriting coach, 
and uh you know from when i was in film school and i've just got in, like instructional books about that and you know directing books because i did want to be a film director at one point that was a big big dream of mine and so uh, i have some books like that uh some sydney lament books and things like that but never any like uh big time big time like book collection i i do have a lot a lot of books of just the gritty um i have a uh, michael connelly michael connelly is a he's a gritty la writer he writes like crime novels based in los angeles so those stories I really enjoy because he brings in like the grittiness that is the LAPD along with the city of Los Angeles. So I really dig those types of books on that are, you know, they're not fantasy because I, I really enjoy when I can read stuff that I can relate to. And when I can relate to it, it really, it like, it really, really sinks its hooks into me. Like, that's how I kind of, like, prefer the majority of my films is, like, you know, a little bit more real-life-based than that, which I know a lot of you are like, oh, really, Jackass? Your favorite film is Jurassic Park. How real is that? Well, that's as real as you want it to be, but, you know, yes, I understand your guys' point that, you know, that no, there is no, you know, real-life sense of Jurassic Park. I wish there was, man. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, they... I've already been to Costa Rica, so, but no, there was no, uh, there was no private island to where I could go see dinosaurs, but it's, it's pretty, pretty interesting and pretty fun to, uh, be able to come to another end of the week here in quarantine and, you know, um, it, it's kind of, <sighs> It's kind of just starting to unfortunately just feel normal. And you know, you got to remind yourself, this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. This, this, I posted something. I posted, it was a joke, but I'm kind of serious about it. Uh, I posted on my Instagram something that said, hang on, let me see if I can pull, like, pull it up really quick. Uh, can y'all please stay inside? I've got stuff to do in June. That's the God honest truth. The God honest truth. And because my birthday's in June, June 19th, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I'm, I'm legitimately, I'm sitting here April 3rd and I'm literally sitting here wondering if I'm going to be spending my birthday by myself. I'm more than two and a half months away from my birthday. And I'm legitimately thinking I may spend it by myself. And it kind of sucks. It does suck me having to worry about things like that. When I shouldn't. I don't need to be worrying about things like that. Why should I have to worry about things like that when it's two and a half months away? But that is where we are headed for this pandemic. 
the future the future is incredibly incredibly unknown i mean we barely passed 2 months 2 months since we've lost kobe bryant i never thought in a billion years that we would go from losing my idol to being stuck in the middle of a worldwide pandemic within 2 months in 2 months we went from losing kobe bryant to losing our once stable world and it's just really 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 it's scary but yet really just leaves you with a sense of wow on how how crazy life is and on how like one second it's this and the next it's that and you don't even know what the hell's gonna be on the next one i mean this is not what we signed up for for 2020 i'll tell you that much because everybody was like 2020 is gonna be my year it's my year nope the universe and god had a lot different plans Yep. I just don't know. I don't know what's coming next. I don't. I don't. I hope that I hope that we're all prepared for it though. A lot better than this. I really do. Only only time will tell. Only time will tell, and it will be, hopefully, hopefully we're going to be off a lot better together. Because we're, we're kind of together doing this. We've come together, but yet we're separated at this time. You know, checking in on everybody. And, and by the way, a huge thank you to everyone that's checked in on me at this time. It truly means a lot. It does. You know, like, I chat with people here and there throughout the day. But, you know, random people who who know that I'm alone right now. Nobody with me. You know, I don't see anybody. I haven't had human contact for 19 days. 19 days I haven't had human contact. Human interaction. Human interaction, let me put that human interaction like I haven't been able to you know walk down a hallway and you know bump into like my roommate or bump into somebody or a roommate um my I was talking to a friend of mine and she was getting frustrated with her parents and she was like I envy you so much you're like all by yourself and I'm like yeah dude but I haven't seen anybody it sucks I was like, you at least see someone face to face. Whether or not you want to scratch their eyes out, you're still seeing somebody face to face. You're still walking down the hallway and, you know, bumping into someone. Oh, excuse me. You know, you still get to sit at a table and talk to someone while you're having breakfast, lunch or dinner. You still get to, you know, have a conversation with someone that's not on the phone or through FaceTime or through Zoom or whatever. If you are 
with somebody at this moment that is in the same residency as you, you are lucky. You're lucky. You really are. I'm over here dancing like Richard Simmons to blinding lights. And, you know, that's that's the highlight of my day. <laughs> it's the highlight of my day. You guys are helping me so much. And there isn't anything that I can do to ever repay you guys for... Just being, just being as gracious as you are by giving me your time. You guys are allowing me to have a word with you. And that means the world to me at this time. And like I said, as my thanks to you, when this is over, because it's not a question of if, it's a question of when. We are going to get over this. And when that time comes... You know, fasten your seatbelts because this podcast is going to go skyrocketing. And all of you are coming with, all of you are coming with on the adventures that we are going to have on this podcast. And it's going to be unforgettable. And we're all going to be able to look back at this time and be like, yo, remember you were in solitary when you started. Like, yep. In the words of the iconic wordsmith young Aubrey Graham aka Drake started from the bottom and now we're here but until then we're making magic with ourselves right now we're making memories with me along with the few of you and I thank you from the bottom of my heart and I will continue to put out great content every week and you guys make me look forward so much to every Tuesday and Friday to when I can record and to when I can just connect with you guys and just BS about anything and everything and you know whether it's serious or playful or eh, you know just an okay topic you guys allow me that freedom to do that with you guys and I'm never going to take it for granted and it's going to be just just amazing to see the new peaks that we're going to reach together and we will surpass those and on to the next one so that is it for this week that is it for your friday edition of the may i have a word podcast as always i'm your host gustavo montes as always i do thank you very much for coming along with me on this ride it means a lot to me i love you guys you guys take care have a great weekend wash your hands and we will be in touch next tuesday once again you guys take care love you wash your hands and we'll see you tuesday